Blog Talk Radio. everyone. Welcome back to Madam Perry Salon, the podcast that loves you, the podcast where fascinating people meet. It's my version of a the old-style cultural salon, but mine is in cyberspace. And so I get to be your <clears throat> cruise director, um, groove mistress, and spiritual advisor. But most of all, I'm your host, Madam Perry, but you can call me Jen, Jennifer, Perry, JP, you don't have to call me madam. I'm just delighted to be here and that you are too. I want to say thanks again to all of the people that have been subscribing and leaving nice reviews. Uh, These things seem to go in waves. It's like for a long time, most of my listeners were on this blog talk radio, then Podbean. Then lately it seems Apple, Apple Podcasts is where I'm getting the most uh, listeners so I just find that fascinating. I don't know what it means. I'm just an armchair sociologist. But I'm here for you and bringing you entertainment, information, and great things. Uh, Last week, we had the paranormal. Yeah, uh, Marilyn and Patrick Opitz. And Patrick sort of took us into some areas that I didn't even know about, never heard of or anything. So like uh, animistics or so forth. Uh, Anyway, they were interesting. Uh, I also want to say coming up next, next Tuesday, we have Jonathan Nolan. He's an author, poet, artist, and a game creator. And he's got his uh, book, Phaseropedia. It's a guide for gamers, especially uh, role-playing and tabletop gamers. And if you love game play, games, uh, role-playing, tabletop games, and you love Marvel, this is the show you want to be checking out with Jonathan Nolan next week. Also, if you remember, a couple of years ago, I had a, a singer on as a guest, Wendy Moten. And after, um, not because of me, but after the show was on, a few months later, we also saw her on uh, The Voice. And now we're seeing even more. She already had a fantastic career as a singer, country singer. But thankfully, we're getting to see her tour even more now. So I think Wendy's going to be coming back soon. And that just delights me as well. Tonight, you know, I've been talking about tonight. Uh, Tonight's guest just fascinates me. She has got so many talents. And they're unending, which is the way life should be. You should be discovering more things about yourself that you like to do and can do as we go on. Uh, She's a musician, a singer, an author, performer, storyteller, producer, and all around. Oh, she's beautiful and one of the most enchanting women you will meet. And I'm talking about Mariana Williams. Mariana, welcome to Madame Perry's Salon. Well, thank you for calling me enchanting. <laughs> oh, you are. You are. Don't, don't, you, don't you love it? If, you, if you're ever in 
somebody, they say enchanté. Oh, that's like okay. when you, that's like hello, enchanted, you know. Oh, that's, well, that's nice. nice. Yeah. Have you spent a lot of time in France? No, no, but I just know the words. And so oh. like in L.A., you might say yo, but in Paris, you would say enchanted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, then the next time you have, uh, um, I, we're going to talk about some things um uh, Later on, coming up about shows that you've got, uh, next time you have a tour to Europe, I would be happy to come along and carry your luggage for you, and then <laughs> we can uh, meet people and say enchanté all we want. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to start with you, but you've got so much going on. Uh, you have, and then you have what you call a, not a memoir, a memoir. Uh, you have a three-woman show called uh, Divas in Danger, and you're also a storyteller that began with, fascinatingly enough, a win at the moth. At the moth. Yeah, yes. And I was watching you today on a podcast called uh, Meta Stellar. I think it was some friends of yours, Eve King or E.E. King. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was watching that today, and... uh, you know, hearing you tell the stories there about starting off as a storyteller and the steps to creating a good story, uh, especially a good six-minute story. But uh, we also know one of the big things to talk about, too, tonight is that uh, there are the yearly finals to the Long Beach Searches for the Greatest Storyteller uh, coming up next weekend. So where you want to get started, Mariana? This is like a board game, but we can start anywhere. <laughs> I'll start with storytelling. Okay. I'll, I'll just make it really quick. I started out as a piano player and a singer, and I played around Los Angeles, and I played in duos and you know, girl trios. And uh, that's, I just wanted to be, all, I just wanted to be Stevie Nicks, okay? That's not much. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, fan, yeah, don't we all? <laughs> So uh, that career led, I felt like I kind of did that as much as I could. And then I went into booking. That was my second career. And mm-hmm. that's actually how I met. I was booking at a casino and a private and a, uh, in a theater. And I met my husband, Paul Williams, the songwriter. I booked him. <laughs> and uh, he was so nice, you know. And uh-huh. uh, we, you know, I went to, I wanted to update his promo material because, like I said, I was booking a casino and a performing arts uh, center. And so uh, we got to know each other kind of on that professional level. And then, you know, it took off. And uh, we've been married 18 years now. 18 years? That's, oh, that's fantastic. Great. I know. Yeah. And he's, he's a great person. <laughs> he's a lot of fun. So he's, uh, he's still working, uh, writing songs, and, you know, the Rainbow Connection everybody knows. And he, he wrote uh, Evergreen with Barbara Streisand, and, and Barbara Streisand's coming out with a new album that she's calling oh. Barbara Streisand Evergreen. And she's doing all of her oh. favorite songs on there. So that was kind of a, a nice uh, tribute to all of her songs and calling her album that. But anyway, so then I went into – I was into booking – and then from there, I um, went into writing books, and I wrote three chick lit novels, 
Uh, Veronica Bennett was a booker, a songwriter who was having an affair with a celebrity. I don't know where I get this stuff, but I did. (laughs) (laughs) I have to write three books. (laughs) So I wrote Happy New Year, Darling. And then I wrote the Stars and Stripes, Fourth of July, and then I wrote um, the the Valentine State. So Veronica Bennett is a booker who uh, gets into accidental crime, and it's comedy, you know, too. So then um, I did that for a while, and then I went to the moth, and I couldn't get on stage because the way they do the storytelling at the moth, I don't know if your listeners are familiar with the moth storytelling, but it's it's wonderful. It's on NPR. And mm-hmm. people get up and tell a five-minute true story, and they don't know if they're going to be selected. You put your name in a hat, and then they draw literally draw a name out of a hat. And even though you're nervous and you're prepared and there's 100 people there, you don't know if you're going to be chosen. So it's very nerve-wracking, plus you can't drink while you're waiting. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> you gotta be, you got to be ready with you. You know, it's, it's without a net. You can't use any notes or anything. So the first uh-huh. time I went up there, the subject was music, and I have, a, have had a career in music. So I told a, a, a five-minute true story that I thought was going to be a tearjerker. It was going to be really sad, I thought, because I dated this attorney when I was singing at the Bonaventure Hotel. And then later, you know, he turns out to be homeless. I mean, really <laughs> soon after that, really soon. And, you know, so I was thinking, you know, God, I could have saved him, you know. I was going to, he was going to be the entertainment lawyer, and I was a chanteuse, you know, and I was going to be all that. And then later, he's just like a bum, you know, downtown <laughs> Los Angeles. And, and then I already had a kid, and I got knocked up. I had a kid, and now I'm working in a bar down, I'm working at a happy hour downtown at a steakhouse. And he freaking walks by, Jennifer. He walks by. And he is dressed like, he dresses, I, I'm not making this up. And he was dressed like Jesus. He had all these white robes on. And he had no. a stick that said Jesus. He did. Well, he didn't have a white robe on. He was wearing white clothes that were dirty. Yeah, yeah. And then he oh, had a stick word. that said Jesus saves. You know, I am the redeemer. And like that. And so I... I'm standing out in front of the steakhouse on my break, feeling like, oh, my gosh, I had a baby. I love my baby. I love my husband. But, geez, you know, I used to play at the 40th floor at the Bonaventure Hotel, the top gig in Los Angeles, and now I'm at a steakhouse. I just walk outside, and I'm standing on the sidewalk, you know, when this guy comes towards me, and I'm going, and now i got to deal with this guy, you know, this clown. And he comes up, and he's saying, you know, and then I said, he goes, Mariana, and I go, what? And he says, Mariana, and I go, David? And we're horrified to see each other. What we had become, you know, what he had been an attorney. You know, I'm talking a year and a half before that, he was an attorney wearing a suit, okay? And uh-huh. I was playing at the Bonaventure. Now I'm, now I'm fat. <laughs> no. Standing in front. I'm not that fat. You know, I weigh 100 no. and, I weigh 110, okay, but for me, you know. But I had big boobs because I was lactating. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. Lactating. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I have a baby at home that's five months old. So oh. he sees me and I see him and then he says, I go, David, you know, and he goes, what happened to you? That's what he says to me. Oh, what happened what? to you? And Stop I it. said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I said, well, I'm, he goes, what are you doing here? That's what it was. What are you doing here? And I said, I'm, um, well, I'm playing, I'm playing here. I'm on my break. And he says, 
You were there. You played at the Bonaventure on the 40th floor. What happened to you? And then I said, well, at least I'm not Jesus walking by. You know, <laughs> what happened to you? And he says, and he looked, he looked at me like for a moment, he kind of got it. And he goes, well, I'm the real, I'm the real Jesus. And then I said, and the real Jesus smokes. He throws a cigarette on the ground and he you know, stomps it out with his foot. And he goes, I'm trying to quit. And so then I had to go back in and start playing songs again like nothing happened. So that's the story I told at the Moth and I won. And then I started Long Beach Searches for the Greatest Storyteller so I could tell stories all the time and not have to have my name pulled from a hat. <laughs> But when I told the story, Jennifer, you're laughing now, and they laughed in the audience, but I'm telling you, when I started to tell the story, I had never told it to people before. I told it to friends, but I thought they were going to be sad, and they would be having tears, just like, this guy, oh, my gosh, all this happened. But it turned funny at a point, you know. Mm -hmm. I guess when I told the audience that we were making out in the car, you know, (laughs) after my gig, she would carry my books to the car. I was single. It was okay, you know. Yeah, and yeah. we would make out in the car and stuff. And then people started laughing. And then I started making it funnier. And then, it, you know, it got funny and I won. So there's that. That led me into storytelling. So, listen, I mean, the laugh, I mean, you see, I mean, I mean, tell, describe uh, for people who have never been there. When he, when you first met him, you were playing at the Bonaventure and they, you had yes. this grand way of entering. <laughs> Well, what I said was, you know, I take requests, and I said, what would you like to hear? And he said, Mm -hmm. I want to hear the song Rose in Spanish Harlem. Now, that's not a request you hear often. You you can Mm -hmm. kind of judge people by the songs they they request, you know. There's Mm -hmm. a rose in Spanish Harlem. I'm sure you know the song, right? Mm -hmm. A red rose up in Spanish Harlem. And I said, wow, I haven't heard that. And he requested, he said, well, my wife left me, and. She was a Spanish girl, and I haven't been able to get over it, and I can't work. It's like, whoa, you know. But he didn't drink, and he was there every night, you know. But I have conversations with the with the customers. But here's a here's another funny thing that happened. One night, I'm talking to a customer, and I said, "So, what are you into? You know, what is what are you doing here, or something like that?" And he goes, um, "Taxidermy, you know, tax attorney." And so then I said, "Oh, you know," and then I'm making small talk. I go are you busy this time of the year? And he goes, well, um, I'm only busy certain times of the year and then stuff like that. And then I said, do you have pets? And he said, no, why do you ask? And I said, well, you know, you're into taxidermy. And he said, I said, I'm a, I'm a tax attorney. <laughs> so that was true. <laughs> I pictured him skinning animals after he got off work, you know, taxidermy, <laughs> stuffing animals. And he goes, I'm a tax I said tax attorney. <laughs> so it was fun at the piano bar. So I understand you were a singer, too. Tell us all a little bit about your singing. Funny things happen what? to you, singing? <laughs> well, yeah. you would uh, talk about singing. I know you've got more stories. About the only well, <laughs> I remember having a, a 
I was subbing for another singer at a gig at a place in downtown Atlanta. So I'd only worked with the drummer. I hadn't worked with the entire band before. Just the, And uh, so I'm subbing for this singer, and there were two horn players. And I think it was, oh, it was my funny Valentine because then uh-huh. it comes, you know, time for the horn players. You know, they're doing their solo. Sure. And the piano player says, thinks it's too long, so you tell them to shut up, to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts fussing at me. So the way he's on the one end of the of the uh, stage, and then there's me, the two horn players, and then the bass and drums in back. Well, he starts fussing at me about it. And this is during the song, and then he starts fussing at the horn players. So it's going like, <clears throat> "Is your figure less than great?" As I told you, you let the horn players go; they're going to be gone <laughs> for two weeks on that solo. Is your mouth a little? I'm, t- I'm serious. I'm serious. You let him do that again, you're out of the gig, and so is he. When you all play this, shut up, man. I got you. Hired me to play the horn. I'm gonna play the horn. I'm a horn player. That's what I do. Are you smart? Uh-huh. And that's exactly how it's going with me uh-huh. in the middle, you know. So yeah, I can you know, picture the whole thing. <laughs> Oh yeah, you can see it. Yeah, trying we're to feeling. keep the mood. Oh, you're trying to keep the mood. Yeah, you're gonna. Tr- you're trying to keep connection with the people in front of you. You know, and you're oh. thinking, I got this three ring circus going on up here, and <laughs> why don't I just quit right now? Like that. <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah. Like, I've had similar things like that too. Yeah, it's a fun job though. It's fun singing. I oh yeah. And you, um, yeah, there's a, um, I'm going to mention your, your, your mom war, as you called it. Uh, <laughs> and I can't even think about it without laughing because I am, I am loving this book so much. Uh, Love, Regret, and Accidental Nudity is the title. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's a title like that, you know, you go, you got something going on. So, um, yeah, you have a story there in the beginning about uh, a gig you had, just you and uh, another guy, and about the dancers somehow. Yes, somebody... that's, yeah, that's the water. Funny. The water tipped over on the stage, and it leaked behind the curtain, and it was New Year's Eve, and the dancers were going to be dancing right there when our part was over. And it's the same thing with you. And I'm hearing them behind the curtain going, damn you, you tipped over your water. The water is wetting our stage. We have to dance here. And I'm singing tall and tan and young and lovely. <laughs> Get that water off the stage. You know, and I, and even though they can't see the dancer behind the curtain, the g- girl's mouth is like five inches from my ear, you know, because <laughs> I'm standing in front of the curtain. Yeah, so that's very similar to what you're talking about, right? Right, right. Yeah, it was horrifying. And then you tried to mop it up and make it better, and they still didn't appreciate yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, I tried to, yeah, and then I I just left the stage for a few minutes while my partner was doing a solo. I grab a towel and start mopping it up behind me, wearing high heels, really high heels, and really sheer nylons. I'm on my hands and knees wiping it up, and then they shriek, that's my face towel. You know, I'm like, oh, my God. And then I run back out there, hoping I don't have a run in my nylons. Yeah, that was that was rich. Uh, hey, you're, anyway. thinking, you're thinking, and 
why don't I have my own sitcom about a singer? You know, because you know, <laughs> you've got enough stories. Right. Yeah, that's right. This is the part that right. people don't see. So I put these stories, these anecdotes, a lot of them, not, not either of those, but a lot of things that happened in my piano playing and booking life in the books that I wrote. Uh, it's a Veronica Bennett series. So if you go to Mariana Williams' author, then uh, you see Happy New Year, Darling, which is probably the best. That's about Paul and me, how I met Paul. Oh, kind of, okay. Kind of racy, kind of racy. And Ooh. then the next, you know, the holiday ones, you know, the Valentine's Day, which is more about a strange couple of people I knew. And the third mm-hmm. one is probably the best one because I'd, been, I'd written two books by then. So the third one is Stars or Stripes, Fourth of July, and it takes place in Hilton Head Island. Mm-hmm. And all of them are standalone. I'm kind of proud of them. But after I wrote those novels, I just went on to doing the short form, which is storytelling for six minutes. And then I'm thinking of doing even a shorter form, which is cartoon captions. Like I love to take pictures and just do a funny caption with it. So that's a really short form because that's oh. one sentence. When Mariana Williams says short form, she yeah. means. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so when I that, finish... be a haiku. <laughs> 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 It'll just be what a uh, 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 just a couple of swear mm-hmm. words after that. The next one, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so when I so when I get the acronyms, we'll have to figure them out. It'll be like a puzzle. Uh, yeah. it, it'll be with the New York Times. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, so you know, in the Sunday New York Times, where they have uh, the magazine with the uh, puzzles at the I end. Love those. Yeah, I do too. So they'll have They're yours fun. in there. They'll have the Mary Anna Williams acronym puzzles. You'll have to figure it out and won't get the answers till the next Sunday. That'll drive you crazy. <laughs> so what? Oh, well, this is good because when I get, uh, I was I was out of town this weekend and I was reading your book. I started before I left, reading on the plane. So now I know I don't have to slow it down because I've got three more books coming to read. So love, regret, <laughs> accidental nudity, happy New Year, darling. The Valentine's Date and Stars or Stripes, Stars or Stripes, Fourth of July. So, folks, and I'll be sharing this and uh, Mariana's website on all of my social media. So that way, if you, uh, you, a lot of people listen when they're driving or when they're running or on a treadmill. So this way, you know that it'll be there for you if you can't write it down. And, and Jennifer, uh, two of them are an audio book. Two of them are an audio. Oh, even better. Yeah, oh, that's great. right. Yeah. The first easy. one and the last one are in audio. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody loves audio. I mean, I do. I used to try, you know, drive a lot. Sure. Um, it's like have, it'd, be, it'd be like having, it'd be like having Mariana there reading to you. Oh. <laughs> I'm not reading good. them. They have an actress reading it. It's not me. It's an actress doing it. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. But, but it's, it's still, still heaven. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and my oh. experiences, yeah. Okay. My, my stories to... are 90%, 90% true. <laughs> okay. So we're going to have to guess where you, uh, what, did you just have to change a name here and there? or Right, uh, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look, I'm still laughing about 
the, the tax taxidermy tax attorney yeah. going turning into Jesus. And I just got a text <laughs> from uh, Megan Whitlock, my producer, just in a text. She says, "I'm listening now. Y'all are amazing." But she says, "The story." She says that taxidermy's killing me. So I know Megan. <laughs> I know. <laughs> good, good, true story. You can't make this stuff up. No, no, and and if you could, you know, now, um, oh, and two, when you were talking about your story based on on the time that you were working as a booker, uh, booking entertainment, and and then you met your husband, um, you had still had a lot going on, and I'm just going to name a couple of things. And by the way, thanks for uh, sharing with us that your husband's such a sweetie because he's. Your husband has written songs that have been played, sung by everyone from um, right. what, Carpenter, uh, the Carpenter, Three Dog Night, Three Dog Night right. Jack yeah. Jones, all these singers, to Kermit the Frog, for Pete's sake. I mean, every right. sorry. And, but, I, but all the times I've watched him on television, and, um, and I used to love to hear him sing, and I loved to watch him sing because he would hold that microphone like he was <laughs> singing, to, like he would. You, you could just feel he kind of closed his eyes. And, I thought, and you always think, you know how they say, "Don't meet your heroes." You know, they might say, "You'll you'll be sorry if you met him." So it's glad I'm glad to know that he's as nice as I always thought he would be. Right, and it's interesting because um, one of the storytellers in the finals was in Paul's movie, Phantom of the Paradise. A lot of people remember the movie Phantom of the Paradise. A lot of good yes. a lot of good songs came from that. Um, and, and Peter Elbling, who is a storyteller now and an author in his own right, uh, I asked him to call in and, and talk to you a little bit. He's going to be in the finals this Sunday, August 20th, in Long Beach. If any of your listeners are in Long Beach, come on by. Oh, okay. So tell us more about this. Now, this is the show you produce, uh, the storytellers. The show that was in Long Beach because I, I got excited about the moth, and then I started my own storytelling monthly show in 2011, and I've been doing it ever since. So we have the finals once a year. Of course, during the pandemic, we didn't have finals, but we have nine finalists that are going to be on the show in Long Beach at the Golden Sales Hotel, which is a big mm. hotel on Pacific Coast Highway in Long Beach. And if you go to uh, marianawilliams.net, there's more information. But I know you're a national show, but if anybody's in Long Beach, come on down. And Peter is was <laughs> acting in Paul's movie. Oh, cool. And uh, we got reconnected, <sighs> and I think he's going to call into the show and talk to you. You know what? I think he is. I think he's uh, just about to call in right now. So uh, I've got to uh, – well, no, I don't have to play anything right now. I have now. nine storytellers. I've got nine tellers. He's one nine? of them. Oh, fantastic. Okay, well, coming into the genie bottle right now seems to be coming from California, I believe. And could this be Peter? It certainly is, yes. Hello, uh, Jennifer. How are hello. you? Hello. I am – Fabulous. Uh, how could I not be with the podcast? We have both of you on, for God's sake, Mariana Williams, okay? And, and Prince Peter. Her. He goes by Prince Peter, by the way. Prince Peter. Prince Peter, okay. yes. Yeah, bringing her uh, ultra-cool friends along, too. So, yeah, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm delighted to be on your show. Thank you. 
Oh, thank you. I, I gotta say that when I was uh reading about you, <clears throat> I love how cleverly uh you used your last name with just a little division to make it uh L Bling for your <laughs> yes. TikTok handle. <laughs> how perfect. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Elbling. Yes, I've had it. I mean, that's <clears throat> excuse me. It's um, hmm. because I've had so so many so much trouble with people pronouncing my name correctly, Elbing or Eblin or Elberg or Oblong. That's the reason <laughs> that I decided in my recent reincarnation I would call myself Prince Peter. Uh, because nobody can make too much of a mistake with that. I, w- I did think of calling myself King Peter, but I thought that was a little pretentious. So <laughs> I'm settled for, for Prince Peter. Actually, while, while I'm on this subject, um, I could tell you a little story, if you wouldn't mind, about my last name. It, um, well, it I don't mind. Out... If, Mari- if Mariana doesn't no, mind, I don't mind. You tell. Yeah. Do. Okay. Well... El Bling may be very uncommon here, but it's very common in one country in Europe, Luxembourg of all places. And I discovered that many years ago when I was hitchhiking through Europe with my wife at the time. And we arrived back in Luxembourg to get a plane back to the States. And we had several hours to kill, so I asked the guy at the airport where we could spend the time. And he said, well, there's a bar down at the end of the airfield. Why don't you go hang out there? So we trotted down to the bar, and while my wife went, sat outside, I went inside to buy some liquor. And it was really more like a shack than a bar. A little guy <laughs> huddled over a beer in the corner, and a sad bartender looking at me. And I went up to him, and I said in my best German, Kann ich ein gut bottle of wine haben bitter? To which he said, how much money are you having? So I pulled out all the coins in my pocket and showed them to him. And he said, why are you not two good glasses of wine having? So I said, because I must for three hours be here staying. So he sighed and reached behind him and pulled the bottle out from the rack and stood it in front of me on the bar. And I leapt up and down going, Elbling, Elbling wine. Elbling, that's my name. That's me, Elbling. To, to which he said, that's nothing to be proud of. Um, <laughs> it turns out that at the time, Elbling wine was like the ripple of Europe. It was, um, it was really sad wine. But now it has uh, come up in the world, and it's a very respectable wine to have. But I still prefer to go by the name of Prince Peter for these particular occasions. <laughs> Did you bring a bottle back so you have the label at least? Oh, I have the label, absolutely, sure. Okay. Oh, yes, I have the label. I wish I could show it to you, but you'd have to, um, we'll have to do a video call and we'll show you the label on that. Okay. So, uh, now, how did how did the two of you beat? I mean, you were in, fan, you had a part in Phantom of the Paradise, and then what did you come back? Did you run into Paul? Not run into Paul. Uh, let me think. No, actually, I was in a, a musical, a play called Lemmings, 
with John Belushi, if you remember one yeah, John Belushi. Yeah. Um, this was many years ago in the 1970s, and Brian De Palma came down to see the show, and he hired me from the show. And so um, that's how I was hired to be in Phantom. Hmm. Okay. And so did you stay in touch with, with Paul? Oh, off and on over the years, yes, we mm-hmm. have connected. He's been very mm-hmm. kind. He, when I was in hospital, um, he's, uh, I asked people instead of sending me requests that they would sing a song for me. And Paul oh. sang a wonderful oh. song, which was great. And you oh. healed. It sounds like you healed. Oh, I'm definitely was. healed. I have a valve replaced in my heart, and I'm, I'm told it's been a success because mm-hmm. I'm here now. So I'm... I'm very well, grateful. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, we are glad to hear that. We're glad that it's a success. What a wonderful thing to ask for a song. I know. Yeah. I, I know it is. What a good idea. I can see that being healing. Oh, oh yeah. it's very healing. Yes, I, I got about a dozen different people saying songs as opposed to sending cards. So it was really great. Yes. yes. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Well, so then how did you become um, an become i mean obviously you've told stories in your life but to get up on stage and tell stories well i had a similar experience to mariana i went to the moth i didn't win the round i went in but i heard about it i i've been telling stories for a long time but it was only in the past couple of years that i heard about the moth and when i went there um, my name was also picked out of the hat, and I told a story there, and uh, it was a wonderful experience. And so I started telling stories all around town, and I think just by chance, I don't, re- I, I, I think I actually went um, to Google and found out other where other storytelling places were in LA, and that's how I came across the Long Beach venue. And I went down there and told a story, and I was lucky, and I've been selected to be in the finals this coming Sunday, right? So which right. I'm looking forward to enormously. That's and I saw you be in between. I want to mention that I saw Peter like a few years ago, and he wrote a book called The Food Taster, and it was oh, really, yes. really clever. So he's a, he's a good writer. I think you were going to classes at Santa Monica City College. Is that right? That's Writing correct, classes? yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah, your book, your book's great. I passed it along to other people, which you probably hate hearing that because people are supposed to buy the book. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm delighted. <laughs> Believe me, I'm delighted. That's great. Yes, and I haven't read it, but I've read about it, so I would love to read it and then have you come back sometime and talk about it, if you would, Peter. Oh, I'd love to. Are you kidding? I'd love to, yes. Oh, okay. it was. It, it, it caused me, unfortunately... To have to go to Italy twice oh, and eat oh. a lot of food while I was there. Oh dear! <laughs> yes, it oh, the was really horrible. I know, oh, I yes. know. Oh, you poor man! <laughs> I know. And now, <laughs> just because of that, <laughs> I've written a book about France, and I've got to go to France and taste all the food there too. It's oh, uh, it's, it's very okay. trying. Yes. Oh, you just give it all to your people, don't you? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen, folks, if you, I'm going to have to, we're going to stop for about a minute, almost two minutes, and uh, with the message, and I'll be right back with Mariana Williams and Peter.
Thunderbird. No, you, Peter Ripple. No, okay. Prince Peter. Prince, <laughs> Just Prince Peter would Peter. be great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <sighs> Ugh, what a day. I just need some me time for once. Yes, perfect. I got the new bath bombs today. Peach and clove, here we come. Mim and the Anvil makes the best smelling herbal blends of bath bombs. You can order loose or ground herb, added buttermilk, extra large, even ones with hidden gifts inside. There are over 25 essential oil varieties. After today, my body definitely needs some spiritual nourishment and lots of fizz. Her metaphysical blends are soothing in more ways than one. Visit MimInTheAnvil.com today. Make time for yourself. There are over 100 herbal blends of bath bombs. Keep a healthy body and mind. Feed your soul. Visit MimInTheAnvil.com today. If you don't... I mean, the world has gone crazy, right? I mean, this whole pandemic. I, I, I don't even know if I'm coming or going anymore. You know what I mean? But the one thing during the pandemic that I found out, right, that was a good thing, was the Madame Paris Salon. I mean, this podcast, right, when you hear her laughing, all you want to do is laugh. Right? When her dog's barking in the background and she's talking to the duck, I'm like, she's going to an interview, and I'm like, this podcast is the best podcast I've ever heard before. You know what I mean? Oh, Sebastian, you didn't have to say that. All right, so we're back. If you're just tuned in tonight to the live show, which is August 15th, 2023, 8.37 p.m., um, what, GMT minus 4, I believe it is, Peter, uh, I have Alpha producer, musician, super talent, Mariana Williams, and her friend, actor, storyteller, Prince Pete, also known as Peter Elbloom, here with us. So, guys, what do you want to talk about now? Oh, tell, tell people one more time, if you would, Mariana, about where to get information if they wanted to, people want to watch the uh, uh, storytelling finals August 20th and 23rd it's August 20th only it's this Sunday oh just in Long Beach okay. California yeah in, in Long Beach California and it's at a hotel called the Golden Sales Hotel which is on Pacific Coast Highway we have a nightclub that we've rented called the PCH Club and we have also a musician, Harold Payne, is a fantastic regional musician. He, uh, he's, re- he's recorded songs. He's written songs for Rod Stewart and Snoop Dogg and a lot of people in between. Also a comedian. We have a couple comedian guests coming down. So I try and, you know, make it really nice for all the audience that comes. And then, of course, the nine storytellers. And you know one of them because you know Brandy. We have oh, five girls yes. that are going to tell six-minute tales. It's it's funny because their names are all kind of Brandy, Vicky, Cassie, Terry, <laughs> and Charlotte. Uh, five gals and four guys, Larry, John, Ben, and Prince Peter. So we have nine oh. storytellers. I'm going to tell a story, too. It's going to be oh, oh so be you want to go great. at brown, brown tickets, uh, brown, um, brown tickets, brown tickets. 
paper tickets. But anyway, if you just go on my website, marianawilliams.net, it's all the information you need. And when's the last time you came out to California, Jennifer? Actually, it was a year ago this past weekend. I was out there um, August of last year. So I guess I'm a little overdue to come back, aren't I? Right. And I think Peter's doing his his one-man show in September, Peter. Tell us about that. Yes, I am. September 17th at the Venice Resident Theater, where I'll be telling an evening of stories and songs. Um, So anybody who's listening who's in town, please come on by. You'll have a wonderful evening, I assure you. What time does that start? That will start at 8 o'clock. I'm coming. So it's Paul. I told Paul about it. We're both coming. Okay. Now I'm going to have to go check my Delta frequent flyer miles again. See if I can get back out of town. <laughs> oh, I'd love you to come. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Now, if you, uh, one thing we didn't talk about when we talked last week was um, curious about, fascinated by Divas in Danger. Divas in Danger. That's a show that I toured with uh, four years ago, and we're not doing it anymore. I mean, we... We did, uh, yeah, we did it almost two years. And I took the, the top two storytellers that I liked, and I, put, I produced a show, the three of us, and we did, we did really well. It was great. But the Long Beach Searches is a six-minute, people, locals tell a six-minute true story that happened to them. The audience votes, which is different than the moth, because in the moth, the audience doesn't vote, and I give $100 to the top story of the night which uh, no other storytelling uh, storytelling shows do that. Mm-mm. But I have a, a little story to tell you as a booker, if you want a, another experience oh, from me. Yes, definitely. Hello. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. Um, I started booking uh, comedy nights back in the 80s and 90s. Well, it wasn't the 80s, really. It was pretty much the 90s. And it was one-nighters in hotels, and that was going really well. But then this one time, a friend of a friend got me an opportunity to book entertainment for the Bar Association in San Diego. So that was a really big gig for me. Big Christmas dinner in La Jolla, which is a kind of a fancy spot in San Diego. So I had a big budget, and I submitted a comedy team called Mac and Jamie, was a comedy duo that was out of my price range for my regular comedy nights. But since I was looking for the bar association in mm-hmm. San Diego, I had a big budget and I hired, well, I sent the, the, the tape to the person in charge and I got the gig. And uh, they were clean. They had some name value and they literally had a TV show that was just starting, the Mac and Jamie show. So we come to all things are good. I think this is going to be great. I'm going to be doing the bar associations in every town. And I was very proud to have uh, this kind of booking. Mm-hmm. So we go down and it's a big ballroom and people are sitting there and they're eating their steaks. They're going to make a few announcements. And then the 25-minute set of the clean, non-controversial comedy team. And I'm happy. Everybody's happy. Okay. Well, <laughs> that year, in 1989, Betty Bodrick murdered her ex-husband, Dan Broderick, and his second wife, Linda, while they were sleeping. 
at their best. This got a lot oh, of media yes. attention. The scorned wife sneaks into the bedroom while they're sleeping and blows them away. And this was a TV movie. Do you guys remember this? Oh, the yes. Betty Broderick oh, yeah. story. Uh, with the Betty 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 Betty. Dexter Bernie. I yeah. It was Betty Broderick's story, and it was a TV <clears throat> movie and everything like that. So let me set the scene again. Steak dinner, announcement. And, but the announcement was, we are all so sorry about our associate and the law firm, Daniel Broderick. I didn't know he was the head of the law firm mm. that I'm doing this for. There's mm. whales of sad gasps. People are going, ah! You know, people <gasps> openly crying at their tables. Then they said, oh, and also his legal secretary, who was also <gasps> blown away at the scene. Now there's more gasps of grief, and people went from <gasps> eating cake to openly weeping at their tables. Oh, no. The law partner says, we will never forget, you know, Daniel Broderick and how much he meant to the firm, and, he, you know, on and on and on and on and on. And then <laughs> says, and now let's hear from your comics, Mac and Jamie. Oh, oh no. They couldn't get a laugh if they had gone down and tickled these people. They, there were, it was terrible. Now, I'm not taken away from the crime, but I'm telling you, those murders were fresh in everybody's mind and gruesome. But I had to stand at the back of the room holding a check that was fresh and watching the comics die, and that was gruesome. Hasn't there been enough death already? It was horrible. Oh, no. <laughs> Hey, what about the airplane food? You know, hey, you guys, what about the airplane food? Did you ever notice? And it's like dead silence. Okay, we're going to cut that bit. No matter what they did, the audience never came back. And I was so embarrassed for everybody. And that when you're watching somebody like that, it's 25 minutes goes really slow. I think they cut out in about 15 minutes and everybody was glad. But that was like one of my booking nightmares. Isn't that weird? Oh, my word. Oh, oh, Mariana. She was convicted of two counts. She was convicted of two counts of second-degree murder and sentenced to 32 years in prison. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Oh. oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, and the poor, I mean, you and the and, and the comedians. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. And everybody, everybody in the room who knew that was going to happen. And we see, of course, when they go home, you know, what do, what do people always say to a comedian? You know, how did you do? You go, I killed or I bombed. Yeah, you know, yeah right. Right, right. Our law partner's wife killed and these comics are going to bomb. Have a good night. <laughs> Enjoy your dinner, dessert. God, they should have given them time to drink more before they made that announcement. You know, just anything that could have helped. Oh, you can't Lord. Predict it. You can't predict how things are going to go. I think they could have done their – I think, you know what, thinking back, they did. They bowed their head and they did a moment of silence, too. You could hear people gulping and, you know, <laughs> and now for your comics. <laughs> no. You know <laughs> I don't know what it was. About ten years ago, I was living in Asheville, but I went to do an. Op- uh, I got a spot ahead of time at an open mic at a place called um, Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, and 
I went, and a friend of mine who's a, a, a radio DJ or gave uh, traffic and stuff on several channels too, she said, well, let me know when, because I also, you know, my feed goes out to, to uh, the Carolinas and I can just, you know, give you a shout out about it and tell people if they're there, stop by and say hello. Oh, that'd be great. That would be great. Um, and then after I got through with my bit, me and two of the other comics went out. It's still daylight. We were sitting outside, and we thought we saw this. The parking lot is, is a bit more elevated, a lot more elevated. And uh, we thought we saw a guy and a girl, like a you know, boyfriend-girlfriend look, that were fighting. So I'm with a male and a female comic, and the, guy, and the male says, <clears throat> hey, dude, that's not cool. You don't push a woman. And he gets right. up to go. To, to put a stop to it, and then we go up by because the, then we see that she's on the ground. Turned out she had she was overdosed. She had overdosed, Whoa. and she was starting to get white and starting to turn blue. They'd already he called the ambulance by then. So once that's all done, um, she was starting to turn blue. But the the uh, the EMTs managed to get her, get her stabilized, get her back, and get her into the. Uh, into there to take her to the hospital. And exactly then, I finally, once they left, I get in my car, and that's when my girlfriend with the radio show calls me and says, well, did you kill? (laughs) (laughs) Joy, I swear, not my fault, okay? (laughs) But she didn't really die. Yeah, but that's the thing. So what do you say, you know, did you kill? (laughs) Did you kill? I had nothing to do with it. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's my little story. You know how it is. Well, um, I do. <laughs> thank you so, so much for letting us be a part of your show. I am thrilled to have you here. And I want to say, too, while I've got a couple of minutes, um, there are some people that have texted me and sent messages. I haven't even asked. If you wanted to call and if you had a question uh, for Mariana or Peter, uh, you could do that. The number is 646-716-9922, or you can send me a message on Facebook through to Jennifer Maudette Perry, and I'd be happy to share it. I know I've got people that have texted uh, in from Chicago that are listening, and uh, Missouri. Wouldn't it be something if Mac and Jamie were listening to this show? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'd, I'd tell them the truth, you know, they're somewhere. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that 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 would be the icing on the cake, just to have Mac and Jamie yeah. call. Call in Mac and Jamie. Yes. yes. Mac and Jamie, where are you? <laughs> are they still together? Are they still performing? I don't know. They had a great comedy team. Like I said, they had a shot at their own show for a while. They were very good. But can you ask us the questions that you're getting, or do they? how do we do that? Okay, well, actually, I've had uh, the text were going, I'm listening now, I'm listening now, this is fun, uh, I'm listening now, this is great. So they're not giving me any questions, they're just saying they're listening. Oh, so. okay. I know, oh, that was cool, great. isn't it? So, so to Peter in Chicago, and um, thank you, and if you do want to call, please do, uh, to Pat and Ricky in Missouri, I'm glad you're having a good time. You know, that's the thing. I think I told Mariana before is that, Peter, is that sometimes um, I give the number and people don't call, and then they start messaging me after going, why didn't you ask this and this and this? I go, well, why didn't you call and ask? 
because I was having a good time I listening. I didn't know that yeah. people could call in like that. And then could could you get another call and it would go to the board, like that they we could all hear it? Sure. Yes, definitely. Well, maybe Just I'll like ask how... Paul Williams to call in. Should I ask Paul oh, to call in? Stop it. Dude, great. Oh, he's here. <laughs> I'll just I'll just cut out a minute. I'll, just, I'll get him to call in. Okay. All right. All right. Is that okay with sure, you? Sure. Of course it is. Okay. Yes. All oh right. I'm gosh. gonna be back. Well, Peter, this is getting to be, this is like having a little pajama party almost, isn't it? It really is. It really is. It's wonderful. I'm sure you've been to a pajama party or just had a private one before, just a you and... It's been a while, but thank you for reminding (laughs) me. (laughs) Yes, I can't wait to read your book, and uh, because it it just sounds uh, fascinating to me, the fact that it is based on actual history. Well, yes, it is. Uh, it, it, the book is said in the Middle Ages, just sort of the birth of the Renaissance. And um, as you may or may not know, in Italy, there was uh, a lot of um, people fighting for power in these little kingdoms. So consequently, everybody was on their guard all the time. And uh, they needed food tasters because new foods were coming in from America and from other places. And nobody knew exactly how they tasted, so they had to have a food taster to make sure that everything was above board, as it were. And um, there were quite a few food tasters around. Well, that's not and very the book adventurous. Is in that period. I, beg your I mean, for the, for, for the for the people who needed a food taster, I said that's not very adventurous of them to not give it a no. shot. <laughs> No, but he kept them alive. <laughs> the oh, food right. taster well, was the first to go. The food taster would be poisoned. <laughs> it could be poisoned. I've got it. Ow, that's tough. <laughs> See, there are worse gigs, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, usually this is the part where I say, okay, I think someone else is trying to get into the genie bottle here. So, okay. Mariana, if you could... Please just reach over and pull back the beaded curtain. Okay. And, oh, thank you. Don't you just love that 70, 60s, 70s vibe to it? And thank <laughs> you. And let's see who we have. Well, hello and welcome to Madam Perry's Salon. Thank you so much. I, I have a very specific mission. In 1974, I lost my car keys in the Majestic Theater. I think you have somebody <laughs> on the show that may have picked them up for me. Uh, well, <laughs> and I've been hanging on to them all this time, waiting for this all call. All these years. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> it's Paul Williams, and, and I'm a fan of, of both your guests and now of you as well, Jennifer. So. Oh, thank you, Paul. I, I, seriously, I have been a fan of yours for so long and watched you on TV. I can even remember specific conversations you had with Mike Douglas and somebody else. Uh, I wish so. I could. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I think I think it was somebody was going to. Of course, now now that I'm, I've been a little bit around showbiz people. I know this may have been planned, but somebody Mike Douglas was going to sing us, and then somebody says, "Well, why don't the other person sing whoever they were?" Um, I don't know. And then Mike says, "Well, I don't know. You sing it. No, you sing it." And then you said, "Fine, I'll sing the song." <laughs> oh, yeah. I have no recollection of that, but Mike, like most of the people that I managed to, you know, I, I was as I was as addicted to the camera as I was to the other substances in those years, and Mike was was always so generous. And all Mike, Merv, Johnny, they were all they put up with my unedited comments, and I wanted desperately to be Oscar Levant. You know, Marianne, I actually remember that I once said on Carson that I thought of myself as a combination of, of Donny Osmond and Oscar Levant. Oh, and wonderful. I doubt if you're old enough and to you, remember you, who and Oscar Levant is. And then, Paul, you would say, but you looked like Haley Mills when you were young. I know, I know. You know, and my and my all of all of those little images and names that I bring up, which are are, are so perfect for the moment, have have those are images that and and references that are a little dim these days. So, you know, <laughs> but they'll, ha- they'll have David. to do. <laughs> well, yes, I I um I I didn't know Oscar Levant personally, but I, I did know he was you know uh, also a, a musician, a pianist, and uh, game show panelist. And thankfully, there are some channels where we can still see some of those game shows again. You, you know, Paul, it's just like if people say, well, you mentioned something and people say, well, I don't remember that. That was before my time. Well, have you ever heard of the Bible, the dictionary, you know, any of those things? <laughs> <laughs> well, Google is like the cyber version of that because nothing really goes away once it manages to make it in the front of the net. And uh, but, you know, but the great thing about showing up like this is all is is I can give some some shine, you know shine some some well deserved light and great affection and respect for well obviously for Mariana because I think she's a brilliant writer and and, and most adventurous storyteller I've ever known. But she the story that she tells best is her life and it changes about every four years. She decides to go do something that, that she hasn't done before and does it brilliantly. But the gentleman sitting across from you, I don't know if, if, if are you, uh, you know, Peter, are you in the in the, the studio or are you on the phone? No, I'm on the phone. Yeah. All, all of well, us are on the phone. It's like a party line from the old days. Yes. I'm going to put you on hold and see if I can't get a, a hold of, of uh <laughs> no, wait a minute. What was it was like? I can't remember her name. There was somebody that that was wonderful that I shared a party line with at one time. No, I didn't. We had the same. We had the same answering service. And sometimes when you would plug into your answering service, you get both of us at the same time. We were like, wait a minute. Oh. Um, That's crazy. And, and uh, crazy. At, at any at any rate, it's a great chance to just throw just a little affection of, of just what an amazing. Not only choreographer and actor he was, but but he, he just brought in a, a you know an an attitude that was both professional and and relaxed. We'll get this done. That was just a huge part of Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, how kind! Oh. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. You know. Now I've got a Wait, picture. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. You know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Possibly, very possibly. Okay, yeah. 
but but Jennifer, I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's a re- it really holds up. Phantom of the Paradise is a great movie. Yes, I have. I don't know if you've it's ever been seen a while. It. Yeah, and now I'm going to have to revisit it. If you're going to deflect my compliments like that, I'm going to, I'm going to save them for somebody else. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. But we did have an amazing time, and against all odds, it was it was uh, it was a, a, a something that happily was pretty much ignored when it came out, and I think because of that, so many people that loved it so much just insisted on sharing it with their friends, and it it now has a, a it has created the you know the attention. And the cult status and and the, and the praise that you deserve, my friend, and, and I think we all do. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And in Winnipeg, we're like saints. We're the, we're the Beatles. Yes, in Winnipeg, we are the Beatles. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, there, there are so two, wonderful. There, there are two cities in the world where the picture was a huge hit. One was was Winnipeg and the other one that was was Paris and there's such totally different uh, uh, uh urban settings uh, at the time Winnipeg almost didn't qualify as a as an urban setting it does now but 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 it's interesting that that out of out of that job I have you know the, the, one of the nice things that's happened through the years is people that love Phantom of the Paradise or Bugsy Malone or some of the things that didn't get a lot of attention over here especially you know, have come up and said, you want to do something together? So you, all of a sudden I'm working with Daft Punk or Edgar Winner or people like that. Oh, and, uh, that's and it's, great. It's, it's, you know, it's really, it's been a great, it's been, it's been a great fishing hook for, for future, uh, future jobs. You know, so. Well, you deserve it, Paul. You did a wonderful job with that. I mean, people should know that the, the album was nominated for an Oscar, wasn't it? From, if I'm not it, mistaken, it was. It was well, the, the song, the songs were. The score was. The song score was was nominated for, uh, yeah. for an Oscar, and uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was a labor of love, and and it's you know the two things I love so much is that acting and film, and obviously and and. Uh, and music, and and it's one of the few chances I ever had to do both in, on a picture where I got to to act in something and and uh, and then and do the music as well. So it was it was a, it was a treat. Thank you, Brian. And he got to kiss the yes. girl. He he got to kiss the girl. His leading man. Ooh. I did. I did. I got I got to kiss the girl. Ooh. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> So that, that's always a good ending to any story, you know. It's like yes, yeah, oh, exactly. Just, yeah, Peter, we're coming see, to see. We're coming to see your show. We're coming on. I think the like the seventeenth of September or something like that. Is that is we're we're coming yes. to see your one man. I can't wait to see you. Wonderful. Oh, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. I look forward to it. That's great. I'm so pleased to know you'll be there. Um, yeah, my day. Yeah. And despite the fact that we have history and 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 the like, Mariana is also a, a you mean uh, not despite of but but having nothing to do with that, she on on her own has discovered you and is a great fan and, and uh, of uh, of your many talents and also you know oh. so it's a treat to, it's a treat to be able to kind of and watch that you know that uh, uh, energy and that and that that. Uh, uh, you know that enthusiasm, and go, yeah. Well, I was kind of there first. You know, <laughs> like I, I've lo- I've loved him since 1974. So get in line. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
It's wonderful. Uh, to, it's wonderful uh, to know yeah. that. It really is. Thank you so much. And, and Peter, I will be sharing that information too. Uh, just text it to me or send it to me, and I'll share the the, the deets on that. I will do Paul, that definitely. Thank you. Uh, Mariana and Paul, I kind of got stuck with this uh, thing with Paul saying he, he at at one time he wanted to be something like Oscar Levant and and Donnie Osmond. Donnie and Osmond, that's, right. <sighs> And, and, it's, kind and of a, it's, think, it's the way I describe myself. Yeah, well, it kind of went through a, a bit of a blender. I'm glad that y'all were there to talk because my mind was in a bit of a blender about that until I finally thought it came to me as, what would that be like? Like when I've seen, and you've probably seen too, um, Daniel Radcliffe doing Tom Lehrer's songs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> Is that true, um, or are you just making it Tom up? Lehrer? No, and I cannot remember. It might have been on Fallon or something, but I saw Tom. I oh saw my gosh, Daniel yeah. Radcliffe <laughs> doing Tom Lehrer songs. Uh-huh. Oh my! Uh, oh yeah, that, how interesting. Oh yeah, with that show that uh, that Jimmy Fallon did about actors doing songs, yeah. So that. yeah, that, that might have been it. So uh-huh. <laughs> I thought, oh, it can't exist. So. Um, this has been great. Guys, final notes from everybody, because I know I've kept you too long, Mariana, and I, I'm so grateful for you um, being so generous with your time and your stories oh, and I your talents, bringing your showbiz but, friends right. on the show. And, uh, well, I, I hope I, you get to Atlanta. I hope you get to Atlanta one day, and I'll look you up at Hot Atlanta. Oh, yes, you will in the ATL. And speaking of Atlanta, Mariana, when I was watching the Vimeo, the one where Paul introduces you, you're telling the story, and you said you do accents well, and you did a few during the show. Thank you for doing a southern accent that sounded like, I know, Paul, you thought I was in New York City, didn't you? But anyway, thank you for doing I'm sorry. It's, it's my pleasure, well, well, you got to hear Mariana do the accent. She has, she has a southern accent that is remarkable. Oh, it was, well, when I heard her do it today on the, on that, uh, the video, I thought, thank goodness, a southern accent that doesn't make me cringe, even if it were to sound like my cousins who can't understand me. Um, it, was, it didn't make me cringe. It didn't sound like an overdone Scarlett O'Hara. So, yes, I... <laughs> I know you do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, great. Th- th- thanks, well, thanks for the airtime. It's really good to, good to meet you, Jennifer. And, and uh, so, Peter and Mariana, I hope I get to see both of you really soon. Oh, that's right, Mariana. You're upstairs. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm going to go back hey, to I'm the guinea, guinea pig cage then. And <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, you go back to that. Oh, <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Oh, okay, my gosh. Bye-bye, everyone. All righty. God you. bless. It was so bye. Much fun. Thank you. Thank you bye-bye. so bye, very Peter. much. Bye, Jennifer. Wait, wait. Bye, I'm bye, not Jennifer. through with you yet, Mariana. Well, well, I guess it's just me and I'm, you, Peter. Peter. Okay. <laughs> everyone else not, is gone. How do you okay. feel? Want another drink? I feel very <laughs> I feel delighted that I was included in this little party. I'm very grateful. Thank you. I am thrilled. Listen, this has just been, this has been, this has been like a gift, you know, like a gift that I didn't know was, was going to come my way. So I am superbly grateful. And as soon as she mentioned you, and I began looking up things about you, and I thought, oh, this is going to be great. And then she gets, 
her also her Hello. her celebrity friend. Hello, can you hear me? Can yes, hear me I can. Okay. Yes, uh, I can. she brings her celebrity friend uh, Peter Elsling and her celebrity husband, and of course she is a celebrity. So yeah, this show has been a real gift for me. So I just want to say thank you so much. I know I've got to let you go. Thank you for being so generous with your time and your stories, and I look forward. Good luck on the contest this week, the greatest storyteller, uh, Long Beach Search. And uh, I'm going to close out with with, uh, my song, with my philosophy, Everybody's Got to Swing. Peter, come back soon, okay? I I would love to, and thank you for having me. Take care. Well, I am thrilled to. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.